everyone. Assalamualaikum. We're back here again in the Social Business Podcast brought to you exclusively by the School of Business and Social Sciences from Al-Bukhari International University. I'm Dr. Nawal with you in this episode to share about a remarkable accredited social enterprise well known as Project 57. Project 57 is a social enterprise that shares the vision of the Malaysian first Prime Minister Tunku Abdul Rahman that our future depends on how well many different kinds of people can live and work together. Project 57 engages with youths from schools, colleges, universities and the Orang Asli community. These engagements are the key mission of Project 57, reminding them about the values upon which Malaysia was founded, and at the same time impacting lives of the underserved through empowerment and contributions from the sale of their merchandises. Project 57 is a non-political and non-partisan. They are driven by positive values and uniting factors. Well, in this episode, we will have the chance to know more about the exciting and meaningful journey of Project 57 from one of their co-founders, Mr. Said Sadiq Albar. Therefore, without further ado, let's move on into the interview session with Mr. Said Sadiq Albar. Hi there. Good morning, Mr. Sadiq. Hi. Good morning, Dalton Awa. Hi. Good morning. How are you today? I'm very good, thanks. Well, I, I mean, all things considered, I wish it was better um, with regards to the pandemic, but I'm okay. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I was just about to ask you about, you know, how you're holding up. Uh, how are you holding up during this pandemic? You know, <laughs> it's been, uh, you know, it's it's really interesting because, and I say I use the word interesting because um, it's just trying to make sense of how things are, right? Mm. Um, you know, and um, of course we're all hoping that things will improve, but um, at the moment I think we have not reached um, the worst yet. That's how I feel, and that's a bit worrying. Yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of worrying, but I don't know about the worst. So I hope it won't get worse. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know, uh, since we're on the topic, we were at nine thousand. We skipped ten. We went to eleven, and then yeah. from eleven we skipped to thirteen. But 13. I think what, what's worrying is not so much. I mean, of course, the numbers is big, but the percentage. That's what's a bit scary because it's about. Eight to nine percent uh, positivity, right? So that yeah. that's very worrying. Mm-hmm. And the amount of people in the ICU and the total of deaths is kind of concerning. I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so, uh, where are you staying right now? Are you in the KL or Selangor area? I'm in KL. Um, okay. So some days I I'm able to pop into the office, but um, most days actually I've been uh, working from home. Yeah, those areas are quite high in cases, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm here in Kedah actually. So Kedah is also rising up as well. So we are going towards 700 people per day, you know. So. Oh, oh my God, Perlis yeah. is nearby. Yeah. So, but <laughs> uh, and then I, I I'm still working from home as well. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't see our students uh for now. So okay, I'm just uh, on. Um, before that, thank you for uh, doing this interview with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Nawal, for having me. Thanks for reaching out. We're always so happy to be able to um, speak to people that want to know why we do what we do. 
Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, for this uh, Al-Bukhari International University, uh, we are having this podcast to spread awareness to our students and also the community because this podcast will be uh, also available in Spotify, actually. So after this, I will give you the link to this uh, podcast, you know, after I have done uh, editing it. Okay. Wonderful. All right. All right. So I'm just going to start the question. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, so, um, first question: um, Can you please tell me about the history of uh, Project Fifty Seven, how it was formed, or and basically what is it all about? Okay, so Project Fifty Seven started in twenty fifteen. Uh, it was started by my business partner Colin Sui and myself, and also uh, together with uh, Debbie, who is our uh, empowerment director, and um, you know so. Both of us at 2015, we just felt like looking at the trajectory of the country. We wanted to, you know, with regards to race relations, with regards to um, uh, lack of understanding between races, you know. So what we wanted to do was create this social enterprise. So we used the social enterprise model because we wanted to create a business for impact. And that's that's um, the main, uh, you know, the main thing that uh, Project Fifty Seven is about. It needed to be a business that one for impact and the other one that was sustainable. So that's why we picked the social enterprise model. And when I talk about the trajectory of the country, we felt like the lack of understanding between uh, races, you know, people not making enough effort. There was even more, in a sense. Uh, uh, segregation, you know, voices. Uh, but this is not unique to Malaysia. You know, if you look at it all over the world, there are these kind of issues which are cropping up. Look at America, for example. Um, look at uh, the race relations there. Look at England, especially even after the recent Euro um, defeat that they had to Italy. Look at, look at what has happened. You know, people immediately um, turn their back on those um, that were considered their heroes. You know, so mm -hmm. in Malaysia, I felt that uh, especially, you know, during 2015, it was, um, you know, it wasn't terrible, but it was heading in the wrong direction. So that's why we set this social enterprise up to be able to create awareness and allow people to remember about what's great about Malaysia. We tend to get so angry. We tend to be so focused on what's bad. And, you know, we allow it to fester. We allow it to, you know, uh, we magnify it. Whereas there are so many wonderful things about Malaysia and that is something that we at Project 57 pride ourselves in doing. So we want people to realise, Malaysians especially, that that brand Malaysia is something that we should be very proud of. Not something that, you know, because you disagree with uh, certain decisions that are made or certain um, steps that are taken, you kind of like want to abandon your country because you think the grass is greener on the other side. Whereas there's so many wonderful things about Malaysia and so much hope, you know. So in our project, we focus on um, where our nation was actually built. So we take a lot of inspiration from Tengku Abdul Rahman. So being our Bapa Kemerdekaan, uh, you know, we, um, you know, he's said so many wonderful things and he's actually such a wonderful man that sometimes uh, many of us, uh, as Malaysians, we don't even realize that he has not only done many wonderful things, but he has said many profound things. So we try to highlight all these kind of things, you know, um, you know, uh, the things that Tunku has said. We memorize, we love to memorize what uh, American presidents have said and what... Uh, uh, 
people who never made it to become a president have also said, but we we don't even know what our own uh, Bapa Kemerdekaan has said, you know, I am nothing without my country and my fellow Malaysians. These are lines, you know, which uh, mm. Tunggu Abdul Rahman, you know, has, um, has uh, you know, has said and things which should be kind of like um, at the back of our head or, you know, always there with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's good that I think you are doing right now because you are spreading awareness on uh, uh, on our people actually to actually remember their roots and appreciate what they where they came from right so uh, basically uh, your your business is uh, providing awareness and you also sell some merchandises right yeah I was just mm-hmm. about to I was just about to come to that and I and okay. I wanted to just tell you before I tell you that I just wanted mm-hmm. to read a quote uh, the Tengku Abdul Rahman's uh, famous quote and the one that is very special to us at Project 57. Sure, our, sure. our future depends on how well many kinds of people can live and work together. You know, and that is encompasses everything about what we as Malaysians so diverse and, uh, you know, uh, that we actually, this nation is not possible uh, without us being able to love, live and work together. Okay, so... Uh, sorry, coming back to your point again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the social enterprise model, uh, and we don't just uh, talk about, uh, we don't just have like uh, programs that we work with universities and all, but at the same time, we also um, need to have a model. And we want to show this, especially to the youths, right? That mm-hmm. you can have a business, a business for impact that is sustainable. We've been around since 2015. And now 2021, even with the pandemic, right, we are sustainable. We're here. So the, we've created a model um, which is self-sustaining. Now, how do we do that? We cre- What we've done is we've curated and created a range of merchandise. So uh, T-shirts are actually our flagship products. And um, we've got notebooks. We've got face masks. These days now, face masks is one of the top items. We create... Um, reusable straws we've uh, done um, uh, tote bags we've done you know quite a lot of items very varied items and even collaborations as well so these items actually sustain the business so we sell these items um, to the general public and also do partnerships and from the sale of these items the proceeds all our profits go towards empowerment programs now um, we work closely with underprivileged uh, kids or youths and also with Orang Asli youth. So again, you know, you ask like, so, you know, what are these things about? So all these merchandise that we curate and create are all like nationalistic in nature. So what we like to think and, you know, we humbly say, lah, uh, you know, that we have found um, a gap within fashion and kind of like um, business for impact. Um, so these are trendy looking t-shirts uh, or trendy looking uh, merchandise, you know, from the straws to the notebooks to the bags that people actually want to use, but they come with a message. And mm-hmm. that and that's, in a sense, like a billboard for somebody, you know, to be able to know that, hey, this person stands for unity, um, you know, and this is what Project 57 uh, is all about. Mm-hmm. Okay, I meaning the idea of your business, right? So, uh, uh, how did it start? It? I mean, like, how did you come up? How did you, you know, find your co-founder and then actually come up with this kind of idea, you know? 
So how did it happen? Basically? So Colin and I have actually been business partners. So we have mm. another business. Another uh, business, that, okay. That we've been working, uh, that we've been working together with for quite a long time already. Um, you know, more than uh, fifteen years together we've been working. So, they, and that's when you know we sat down and we started talking. And Colin uh, brought up this idea about you know creating a a social enterprise, and I was like immediately taken by it and. I thought, wow, this is, you know, yeah. This, this was in what year? This, this, this was is in 2015. 2015, okay. Yeah, so when we, you know, we sat down and um, we started talking about it, then we started, you know, talking about, look, uh, you know, our something that is very close to both of us is that we're very, very proud to be Malaysians. We love Malaysia. We know that there are issues. No country is perfect, but this is about our home, right? So we wanted to create a you know, a social enterprise and a business for impact that focuses on how we can foster greater unity and create awareness uh, amongst Malaysians that it is so important for us to uh, be accepting of one another and realize that, hey, you know, um, there are so many wonderful things about Malaysia. So then from there, it started. And naturally, we didn't want it to be a different kind of model. We wanted it to be an SE model. So we're mm -hmm. a social enterprise that is not for profit, as in we take our profits, whatever profits we put back uh, towards um, empowerment programs and uh, all the things that we uh, we do. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so in terms of the name of your project, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. It is like Project 57. I mean, uh, what does the number mean, you know? Okay, so I think, you know, um, for many, they would already associate it uh, with, uh, the year the year you know tahun kemerdekaan and it's true we mm -hmm. take inspiration from our tahun kemerdekaan uh, 1957 but we're not just about uh, what is the significance of 57 so the significance of 57 is where it all started in a sense for Tanah Melayu for Malaysia that's where it started even when um, you know Malaysia was formed in uh, 63 um you look at it and it's like the essence of what uh, 57 had was carried as well um, uh, during that, uh, you know, during the formation. So we use this as an inspiration, 57. It's, we're not just about 57, but that's where it began and that's why yeah. we use that name. Mm -hmm. I think it's quite interesting. It's very, it's very easy to remember. You know, people can associate it with uh, the year of Merdeka, right? So, right. okay. So, uh, what is your key driving force to actually become a part of Project Fifty Seven as a social entrepreneur? Well, okay. So, if you talk about driving force in a sense of what inspires us, uh, yeah, what keeps us going is the people that we work with. Um, you know, and and the people that we meet. So I'll, I'll tell you some stories lah, a little bit, make, okay. you know, make it a bit more uh, interesting. Sikit. So uh, the people that we work with and the people that we meet, so like general Malaysians and all of that. So we've met very interesting people who, you know, when we have booths or we have events, um, uh, even when we had a shop uh, in one of the malls in, uh, in Selangor last time, you know, people will come out to us and say, hey, what is this uh, Project 57 about? And then, you know, especially when I started, yeah, when we started, you know, so trying to be like all smangat and all of that, oh, uh, you know, this is our movement of hope. 
this is you know because that's our tagline yeah a movement of hope mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and uh, i still remember this gentleman until today he was walking with his uh, i think granddaughter and he looked at me very blankly and looked at me and said go hope man <laughs> what was his exact line without him uh, you know wasting any time immediately that word came out and i was like wow so this is going to be a tough one you know but uh and i and i remember spending some time with him talking to him about what we do why we do it and um what in a sense our merchandise represents you know and i remember he bought six t-shirts so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah exactly so then so these are the things that you know you look at it from a negative perspective at first as someone's response right but after that when you get to know someone and you make them see it from your side right so that kind of inspires us because we're very uh, sincere about what we want to do so we work with um, the um, uh, orang uh, orang asli uh, youths and mm-hmm. many of them have come through our program uh, and uh, and working with us as a retail trainee as actually our staff as well you know in the in the office doing accounts and all of that right and um, you know some of them with zero uh official punya you know uh, education right mm-hmm. um have actually even through our program have decided that they wanted to sit for SPM and i tell you a story as well so you know what what drives us right is yeah. people like people like uh, farah so farah barum who had no uh, official education she came into school at standard 1 and she left and then after that when she started working with us when she was about 17 or 18 she said you know i want to sit for my spm so we're mm-hmm. like wow you got no formal education but okay let's see what we can do we managed to get her a placement she did her spm and she got five credits and then mm. um you know so then after that it's like she's like i i want to go to college so we managed to get her a scholarship to go to college and now she's in her second year university You know, well, so she, yeah she's so, quite she's quite bright as well i think <laughs> i i mean it helps uh i think you know but you need to be driven yeah and of course i i think the wonderful thing about what she has done and where where i come back to why uh, what drives us is because she has become an inspiration for her peers mm-hmm. who feel that oh there's no hope for us we can't actually do this we our life is just going to be like this you know we're not going to be able to move up you know whereas when they look at it hey look at farah no formal education but through sheer hard work and determination she managed to actually um, you know get to university and there's there's a lot of scholarships out there um you know so there's a lot of opportunity out there it's just a matter of whether you have that self belief and they reassure us so when we look at it it's like wow this is why it's worth doing what we do you know mm-hmm. because because to see these kind of stories and to be able to share it with uh, everyone mm-hmm. yeah so that that's just some of it yeah well i think i think that when we have a lot of negativity actually we close our minds right so if you have a lot if you are spreading positivity to other people and you have this positive mind going on you you automatically will become open minded you know so yeah. whatever that is you feel that it's not possible actually possible you know like this this uh, uh student right that you were working with and then she, uh, everybody thought that she there's no hope for her you know and then but then that is quite negative but if we think it take it positively of course if sheer hard work and also determination she could uh get herself into the university right that's right that's right 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, I can see that you are very passionate about uh, your work, right? So I, I just want to ask, was it more of an advocacy or career path to you? Or is it both? Um, a little bit of both, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I think you come to a point in your life where you ask yourself like, hey, what else can I do? You know, um, it's wonderful to, you know, have a, be able to, in a sense, you know, you you want a stable job, you're looking at a, uh, you know, a, a type of career, whether it's a professional and all of that, right? But I think um, we all, I mean, many of us, especially especially the youth, yeah, um, you know, I, I feel that you're always um, looking at, and, and this inspires people who are older like us, la, or like me, la, mm. that, yeah, like me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I, I don't know. I, I assume everybody is younger than me. That makes it, you know. But yeah. the point is that, um, you know, for, that there must be meaning in what we do. You know, so sometimes my generation, uh, a lot of us, we do what we do because that's our job. That's what we do. Yeah. And and you kind of like get up, you go through that routine and all. Whereas, um, uh, you know, it's inspiring to see the youths of the day. I know I need to do something that I like. I need to do something that I enjoy. And sometimes you ask yourself, hey, what else is there in life? You know, um, you've, mm-hmm. you know we've done, um, you know, quite well with regards to work and all of that. So then um, this opportunity to be able to highlight something that is very close to your heart and very close to you, and especially us and being Malaysians, right? We always uh, tend to talk about, uh, you know, our diversity, uh, you know, uh, unity in diversity, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But our diversity has so much similarities, which we tend to like forget or we tend to put aside or we don't actually highlight enough, right? And, and yeah. I like to talk about, for example, um, Chinese, Indian or Malay, um, you know, and perhaps even the other uh, races in Malaysia, right? Bila uh, ada pantang about something, right? The pantangs mm-hmm. are the same across all uh, races. Yeah. Whether whether it's about giving birth, whether it's about masuk hutan, whether it is about, uh, you know, bila masuk rumah. You know, you know you've met a Malaysian person, right? Or you know you've met this Asian person, right? Just by the fact that this person would come in and refer to someone's mother as auntie and uncle. Yeah, you know? and sometimes we, we even have the same uh, superstitions, right? <laughs> That's that, exactly this is what I mean. So it's like these similarities are golden, yeah. So this is part of something which we have to really, in a sense, uh, preserve and treasure. So uh, you know, and I'm also passionate because um, my my other half is uh, uh Baru. She's uh, Chinese oh. and Indian. Okay. Yeah. So Chinese and Indian. So being Chindian. So what does that make my kids? So in a sense, I you want to call it identity crisis or what? I call it a, <laughs> I call it a wonderful rojak lah in a sense. Yeah. Roja. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice way to put it, rojak. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Usually, people who are mixed uh, race, usually they are good looking. That's that is what I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, then I hope they all take after their mother. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I think that's quite interesting. Of course, uh, I mean, having different races in Malaysia, of course, we cannot avoid conflicts. So, but then uh, we should not focus on that, right? So, of course, in any race, in any country, of course, 
yeah. inevitable. But then we should focus on positivity, like what your company is trying to deliver, right? Yeah. So, okay. So for in terms of uh, how you handle uh, the business, I mean, you have beneficiaries uh, and customers. Is that how it goes? Yeah. So, you know, we, we have beneficiaries um, uh, a lot that have come through our program and all of that from, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Orang Asli Youths and all. So what we've done is we've channeled um, the profits uh, towards uh, supporting their livelihood and also to impact their lives. So it could be for education programs. Um, you know, so I mentioned just now that, you know, we've uh, managed to get scholarships uh, for Farah and all. But actually, over the course of... Um, uh, six years that we've actually been around, we've managed to secure about 15 scholarships. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, um, you know, uh, we tend to forget that you expect students to be able to like, hey, you da dapat this scholarship, right? You're going to go and study. Go lah. And then you suddenly you realize uh, that there's the last mile, which is a huge gap. The inability mm-hmm. to be able to get transport, uh, support yourself, uh, food, lodging, uh, books. So we make sure that through, um, you know, through the profits that we have channeled through, this actually meets that last mile gap. That part which actually sometimes in a sense is forgotten. So the university has already been wonderful working with us and uh, providing the scholarship. We make sure that it supports their livelihood. And mm-hmm. There's another project that I wanted to mention to you. Maybe you, you've heard of it, the Unity Ribbon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Unity Ribbon, we've sold, um, ever since we started, we've sold about 300,000 ribbons. These ribbons are actually made by uh, Orang Asli Youth. So for every mm-hmm. ribbon they make, they earn. Um, mm-hmm. We could have easily done it in another way, which is like, you know, um, get a manufacturer, whether anywhere in the world, China or, um, you know, in uh, Bangladesh, for them to actually just assemble it and then we just sell it. And we could have sold it for, in a sense, a bit cheaper because of volume. But what we've done is we brought it in in its raw form and for the youth to actually assemble it. So then, in a sense, it becomes, it creates that, you know, that connection, that affinity to like, what you're doing um, and love for country. So that's something that, um, you know, where we we pride ourselves in doing. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you have mentioned that you have collaborated with uh, other organizations, right? I mean, uh, do you mind sharing what kind of collaborations that you do? Yeah, so um, it varies from uh, different kind of like, in a sense, if you want to say industries uh, or, you know, so for example, like um, we've worked with uh, several corporates and these corporates have been wonderful. Uh, uh, sometimes you don't realize, right? You always think that you're isolated, you're doing something um, and that only you know about or care about, you know. Mm-hmm. But actually when you reach out, you realize that there are many like-minded people. And this is something which has really, um, you know, opened our eyes to be able to see and work with these corporates that are so, um, one, wonderful and like-minded, uh, you know, 100% Malaysian you know, style. Um, so mm-hmm. it, it, it varies. So some of them, uh, we work within their teams, as in, you know, within the, uh, with their staff. Uh, the other is through their agents. For example, we've worked with insurance companies that have allowed us and given us the opportunity to tap into their network of agents to be able to sell our product, which has been really wonderful because, 
you know, you, you try to do everything on your own and then you realize like, you know, you can only run so far. But with, uh, you know, with a few thousand people or a few hundred people, you can run a lot further. So it's, it's about how you can actually do that together. Um, with universities, it's been, um, it's been wonderful as well because with universities, um, you, we've worked with, um, you know, we're still working with University of Malaya. Um, we work with Taylor's University. So we have become, in a sense, like um, we've done a project which where we were uh, uh, the uh, module within, within their degree. And they actually had to run a social enterprise uh, and basically uh, do a report, uh, do a presentation pitch, uh, be able to um, meet, uh, have targets and meet these targets and then do a video. And then after that, have a big presentation at the end for mm-hmm. us to actually market. Um, you know, we actually marked it and we actually um, had a, you know, picked uh, winners as well, uh, you know, for this because um, of the amount of effort they actually put in. So it's been, you know, it, it's, you know, we've had case studies done by university students. So we became their project. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and it's refreshing to hear, yeah, because you, when you go to universities, you go to colleges and all, and people create, make you, uh, you know, their case studies for you to hear what's wrong with your company. And that's mm-hmm. refreshing. It's nice. You know, you don't, initially you think, oh, you're going to get defensive or what, but actually it's like, wow, never looked at it from that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. So um, there are so many ways, um, you know, even with Skola Menengah and Skola Renda, we, uh, Skola, mainly Skola Menengah. Mm-hmm. Um, that we've done projects where we integrate schools within a particular area to have a, kind of like a unity workshop. And mm-hmm. these workshops basically try to get the students to, in a sense, mingle and get to know each other. So, um, you know, otherwise that opportunity wouldn't have come up. So, um, you know, so it's been, you know, it's been great. Um, we've worked with people like Tachengo Plus, Alliance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Equal World, you know, these kind of guys have been really um, wonderful supporters for us. We've, we've really enjoyed working with them. They have such a great team. Mm-hmm. So do you have any uh, future collaborations in mind? We're already working on a few um, for this year. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, so uh, still a bit early, but uh, we're working on quite a few things. Yeah. So even for... Uh, the t-shirt uh, designs for this year I'm mm-hmm. working we're collaborating with another uh, social enterprise as well to be able to come up with a product oh so, really yeah so that that is something that I'm quite excited about because um, you know uh, you'll see it it's a it's still it's still uh, uh, finalizing the design but it's uh, mm-hmm. it's coming up soon Okay, okay. So uh, the business uh, of the selling of the merchandises is purely under Project 57, right? Uh, not under the beneficiaries. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. um, from our website, from our uh, collaborations with um, uh, the, uh, our partners, uh, you know, corporate partners and all. So mm-hmm. one, one other thing that's um, important, um, you know, just to highlight is that we have been accredited uh, by uh, Ministerial of Entrepreneurial Development. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's always like, you know, hey, when someone approaches you, hey, this is um, what we do and all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're always like second-guessing, hey, is this for real or not? You yeah. Know? So, <laughs> so legit, uh, right? yeah, is it legit? Is it, mm-hmm. Are these guys for real? You know, so um, having that accreditation 
has really uh, been um, really good because it, uh, you know, we've been audited, we've been checked that we do what we say we do. And one other thing is that um, MOF uh, two years ago, well, it was really nice. Lah. I mean, you know, we worked hard for it is that we managed to get a tax exam status for any donations that come our way. So that's a very hard uh, certification to actually get. Uh, you know, so again, uh, that one gives even more uh, reason, you know, for people to like, hey, yeah, these guys are for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, the, re- the one of the reason I reached out to you because uh, I, I have uh, the information that you are accredited, right? And then uh, for you to have the accreditation, you would have to uh, fulfill a few um, uh, requirements, right? Yes. So one of the requirements is, uh, of course, financial sustainability, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah. how do you achieve? Uh, how do you achieve? How did your company achieve that uh, financial sustainability? Well, um, again, it's important to keep the team lean. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, in terms of what you do uh, and who you employ and all. But at the same time, what what is very important is for you to be able to create something that you know. At the end of the day, just creating a product is, uh, you know, is one thing, right? But you must be able to create a product that people want. So we feel that, you know, um, through endless uh, work that we all uh, do together with our designer, with our team, and, you know, with the partners always and, you know, founders looking at how to make a, something which is actually something that people actually want and constantly always meeting up with people. I think there's something that you cannot shy away from. And you really got to, sometimes if you don't ask, you don't know. And this is something which is so important. And you'd be surprised, yeah. It's sometimes I feel it's easier getting a meeting with a with a CEO or with a boss now um, than when it is being in corporate life. Uh, you know, yeah. because uh, because they understand that they understand what you're actually doing. Whereas color corporate life, they, oh, what does this guy want? You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this in this instance, it's like, hey, you know, they support us. They like what we do. They understand what we do. So. Um, mm-hmm. always ever willing to actually listen yeah mm-hmm. I also saw in the website that you did that um, uh, bicycle uh, <laughs> yeah it's like a unity tour. ride yeah. yeah unity yeah unity yeah ride. unity mm-hmm. ride so in 2017 I think that was that was quite interesting yeah. because I'm also a rider so <laughs> uh, are you a very uh, how many k do you do um, you must be for you to say that, that means you're a serious rider, so I better keep quiet now. <laughs> no, it's serious. Nah. It's just, I do it for fun, you know. But then if I I had known that there was this kind of unity ride, I would have uh, involved myself in that, you know, instead of just riding uh, with a cost, then if, if, if I can do it with uh, at a cost, then, of course, uh, I would want to join. You know, you know <laughs> but Dalton, then, like, now yeah. it's, uh, it's the pandemic. Of course, we cannot do that. So <laughs> Actually, Dr. Nawal, we, mm-hmm. we had a plan this year. Uh, yeah. And the plan was to actually do another unity ride. But mm. different from the first one, which is we wanted to ride tip to tip mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, what is that, border of uh, Kelantan, Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since you're in Kedah, maybe we can consider going to Kedah from there all the way mm-hmm. down south, mm-hmm. all the way. Whereas the 2017 Unity, right? Um, what we did was uh, point to point, and then we transferred. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you know, tried as best we can to go as many places as we could. Um, mm-hmm. We went, we went all over. I think there were in total, there are uh, there were nine legs, and mm-hmm. we started from Datara Merdeka. We cycled to Putrajaya. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, I point that out because this uh, turned out really cute because it was actually 57 kilometers. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so then after that, That's we nice. went, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm quite, uh, a, quite a fan of uh, riding uh, road bikes. <laughs> so, okay, okay. yeah, I, I kind of miss that now because of the pandemic, of course. So I yeah. hope it will be over soon so that we can, I can join uh, whatever uh, ride programs that you have in the future. <laughs> well, if you have places that say, for example, in Kedah, that we should actually be, uh, you know, cycling from or seeing, you know, this, yeah. that is something that we actually, because having local knowledge, right, is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I have a lot of, I know a lot of people who who, who are riders and runners, uh, people who do Ironman right. and that triathlon, tri- triathlon and stuff, you know, so I'm in wow. that kind of community. So, okay. <laughs> I so can you're totally, a fitness yeah. freak. Fitness, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the questions uh, of this interview. Yep. Okay, so um, how do you market your business? I mean, which tactics have been most successful in terms of marketing your business to let people know what you're all about, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to marketing and all, and especially being uh, a startup, um, you know, when we started uh, looking at... um, you know, what is the best way to actually do it? Of course, we use and we leverage a lot on social media. We use social media a lot. We, uh, you know, we, we're online. We used to have a physical store, um, but, um, you know, we don't have anymore because we felt that we wanted to give it a try. And then after a year, we realized that, yeah, maybe we should focus on, um, you know, being uh, online more. Um, mm-hmm. And social media has been great. Uh, I think, um, you know, with... Um, Facebook with um, the e-commerce store with uh, Instagram and all it's been uh, you know that that has been one of the great things one thing that is important especially for people who start up a business and all is to never uh, forget about mainstream media Uh, Mm -hmm. and this is something which is actually important I mean a lot of people is okay yeah we need to be online online. but mainstream media has actually been wonderful for us we feel uh, Mm -hmm. because it really lends a lot of credibility to what you do and uh, every time when I you know when we appear on the newspaper and all of that um, you know whether it's uh, the Chinese paper the mainstream English papers or VM papers right Adela somebody will definitely screen capture and send to send to us you know hey just saw you you know uh, mm-hmm. on this so we've generated quite a lot of um, publicity especially during the event that you mentioned uh, Unity right and mm-hmm. also the following year was the Unity Ribbon. So we generated really a lot of coverage there. We have a, you know, a media company that, uh, uh, what is this, a communications company that actually uh, supports us. So that really helps. So, you know, they kind of look at us as their CSR Punya uh, project. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is very, very important. Uh, anyone who starts off their business and all of that, you need to get yourself out there. There's no point keeping it in. You have to yeah. actually always have something that you want to share, you want to talk about, um, why is it important? So it's a strategy and an angle. And that is something that we've, um, you know, we, we place a lot of importance on. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, now that now that we're having the pandemic going on, uh, so are there any changes uh, in your business dealings? Well, uh, less, no physical meetings, unfortunately. But yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but it's made us think. You know, um, I, I remember when the pandemic first hit, somebody, uh, and at that point, we didn't understand it, right? Mm-hmm. And somebody um, uh, interviewed. Uh, interviewed me and asked me he said what do you think is going to happen um, for you guys or for the industry uh, you know now that the pandemic's here and I mm-hmm. and I remember I said that it is going to force people to be even more creative and that's what it has forced us to do we've had to be more creative so you know we had to pivot our products never thought that we would ever have to make face masks but we've done that mm-hmm. so many times now Mm-hmm. Um, we've done that w- with several corporates as well. Um, last year, we actually did a collaboration with uh, with uh, Cellcom, with Grab, um, you know, and with uh, uh, a few other companies. We did it with UEM. So again, you need to, you know, people like to use the word pivot, right? Or you need mm-hmm. to be able to move, uh, you know, on what is actually, uh, uh, you know, you need to be on the pulse. What what's changing? So what what do we need? What can we do? Um, mm-hmm. our brand value, where can we actually put our brand value? So again, uh, or brand promise, right? What, where can we put it? So we've, um, you know, this pandemic has really made us think, made us become more creative. Um, you know, people, uh, even when the first uh, when the first wave hit back in uh, 2020, it's like everyone was talking about, you know, frontliners and we were right there. So during Hari Raya, uh, Ideal Fitri last year, we you know, sent out uh, together, again, uh, collaborating with a few other social enterprises and a corporate. We, uh, what is that? Uh, went uh, went out to give to uh, frontliners, Biscuit Raya and all of that, right? So again, it's not just about us. So we didn't just think about, hey, you know, what can Project 57 do, right? We mm-hmm. actually roped in a few other social enterprises and said, hey, look, I can't do this by myself. We've got to do this together. You know, mm-hmm. so we brought in a few others. I remember we brought in uh, gold. We worked with Earth Air as well, and mm, Earth um, Air, yeah, just integrate yeah. Earth Air for this. With, yeah, uh, so, yeah, 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 we yeah we love we love the Ompinia product, the Ompinia Betobeto style. Yes, like, yeah. I, I, I saw it in the website as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, do you consider handling this pandemic as your biggest challenge in running your business, or is it? Uh, do you have anything else that you think that is uh, a big challenge in running your business? I'll point out two things. One thing you already mentioned, which is a pandemic. Mm-hmm. The, pandemic. The, the, the pandemic has really. I mean, you know, like for example, we actually. I I said we've got a collaboration coming up, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I can't make the t-shirts because our suppliers are closed. I can't okay. print the t-shirts because the printer's closed. So mm-hmm. um, you know, again, so this uh this is a really huge problem. It's it's difficult, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um but the other thing is um getting the right people. So yeah. I mean, you know, as a startup, uh, every time when you you know, where it's always about bringing in the right people the people that work for you, the people, part of your team and all of that. And that's always been a challenge, um, trying to get the right fit. And I think it's not unique to just us. It's unique to anyone, right? Uh, You know, but again, these are just things that um, will uh, basically um, allow us to sharpen the kind of people we're looking for or, you know, uh, give us the opportunity to really understand, hey, actually, what kind of person do I need? Uh, You know, because every time when you hire someone, sometimes it's like, 
oh, it's so hard to find, you know, it's so hard to find people. Sometimes it's just to get someone first. It's yeah. also <laughs> already challenging. And then after that, once you get them in and all of that, you know, it's to be able to um, have the right fit, right? So, mm-hmm. but, you know, but, you know, that is the way we also as leaders or, you know, as the uh, social entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, we have to mold the team in, in the right way. Yeah, to actually fit into whatever that you're trying to do in your business, right? Correct, correct. Okay, so what yeah. about the most uh, rewarding experience that you that you have uh, while running your business? I, you know, again, I uh, I look at stories like Farah. I look at mm. stories like um, you know, there's another there's another uh, student uh, youth that actually came through our program, Miri. Who uh, started off as a in a youth development center? Started off as a student. Um, she's from Kelantan, or mm-hmm. honestly uh, from Kelantan, and now she's uh, you know then she as she was leaving the youth development center, she became the head English teacher, and then uh, is now starting her school that we are looking to support in Kelantan. So mm-hmm. you know, so these are these are things which are are very special. I mean, I, I could go on and on because like the Unity, right, has so many mm. wonderful stories, you know. Uh, mm. You know, the people that you meet uh, is something that uh, is really wonderful. That is something that you just cannot replace. I, I love meeting people. I think uh, mm. that is something. Yeah, I think that it, the, the life-changing stories that you hear is actually rewarding, right? The life-changing yeah. stories, yeah. Exactly. Okay, so, so in terms of your uh, organization, I mean, of course, you are managing your, your staff and your workers and all. Mm-hmm. So what kind of culture that exists uh, in your organization in terms of your relationship with your workers, with your staff? Well, we are very flat, um, you know, and mm-hmm. um, during peak period, we always have a few more people, interns and, uh, you know, uh, volunteers coming in. Mm-hmm. But we don't practice... Uh, uh, I am boss in your style you okay. know we don't we don't do that in the office mm-hmm. so everyone in a sense like you know uh, pitches in so even when there's um, you know we we like to take part in quite a few events some organized by magic some are charity bazaars and all of that and we all actually literally everyone gets down on uh, you know to carry and to set up you know, stay back until late to make sure that we've done uh, all the necessary, uh, you know, closing and all of that. So we, you know, everyone, and I think the team actually feels that. They know that we also put in as much effort as they do uh, physically and Mm -hmm. also mentally. So that is something, that culture is something that we want people who work with us to know that, hey, we all work together. And that is something that, um, you know, we pride ourselves with. I mean, I, if I was to see any of the people that work with us, I'd definitely go sit down and have a chat with them. So happy to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what, what advice uh, do you want to give to other aspiring social entrepreneurs? Because we have students who are listening to this podcast. We have the community. We have people uh, who are interested in social uh, entrepreneurship. Of course. So, uh, what advice do you want to give to these people? Never give up. Always and believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you passion, must, right? mm-hmm. passion, your perseverance. Mm-hmm. Trust me, right? When we first started, uh, especially in the first year, and you go and meet corporates, it was a bit challenging. I have to admit, yeah, no one was like. 
people like oh yeah oh we like what you do um you know and then that's it right mm-hmm. but then in year two year three right they actually sit down and really talk to you and I tell you why it's because they also want to see that you are here not for the short term Mm-hmm. They want to know that you are also here. You're very serious about what you do. So when they meet you in year two, right? They're like, hey, you guys, you're, you're still at it and all of that. Hey, come, let's sit down. I want to sit down and talk with you. And, and it became easier as the years went on because people know that you are very passionate. You're very mm-hmm. driven about what you do. So that is something that you really got to you know, persevere. You just got to keep at it. It's something mm-hmm. that you don't give up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in the you know the clubhouse the other day, uh, and Rizalman from Magic was there. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was uh, saying, uh, because I was talking about passion, and then he added that we need to have passion and patience, actually. Yes. So, yeah, because yeah. for people to actually acknowledge you and to uh, know that you are for real and legit, right? So, and, yeah. and of course, for you, to, for you to prove yourself as a company that... Uh, consider uh, the people uh, as well as not not just maximizing profit. It's just is to help people, right? Yeah. So to help people to spread awareness, to spread positivity, everything for a good cause, right? So uh, and then for you to get the accreditation for all yeah. of that you have done. Yeah. Okay. So um, what is the impact of your social enterprise? Uh, to what do you think the impact that you want to? Uh, that you hope uh, to have uh, in our society, you know, of, about your social enterprise? Well, I, you know, I hope that uh, what we want to do in Project 57 is highlight the wonderful things about our country, the wonderful things about our people, because at the end of the day, a country is about its people, right? Mm-hmm. To, for us to be able to live, you know, um, play and work together, um, and be able to enjoy um, all the differences and also the similarities that we actually have with one mm-hmm. another. This is something mm-hmm. that we hope that, you know, people always remember Project 57 mm-hmm. is, hey, you know, and, and everyone's take can be different. They say, hey, they used to make great t-shirts or oh, they make great t-shirts. Oh, did they make, uh, you know, because I've had an old, older person come up to me, come to the shop and I said, hey, you bought these t-shirts before? And she said, yes, I really like your quality. <laughs> you know, so so whatever it is, um, you know, for us to be able to have uh, impacted someone and make them realize that, uh, you know, Malaysia has so much uh, positivity and so much hope, you know, mm-hmm. that there are wonderful things about our country that we must uh, we must value. One thing that I do, you know, people have asked me this before. It's like, hey, what is your future plans or you know, in a in like say ten years, what 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 would your aim be for Project Fifty Seven, right? Mm-hmm. And and honestly, I I've said this uh, a few times. I said I hope that we become extinct. I hope mm-hmm. we don't have to exist. I hope mm-hmm. that projects which have to do with unity um, don't have to exist because it becomes second nature to all of us here. It is um, very important for us as Malaysians to realize that hey, you don't need someone to tell you to be united. Because you, unity ni tak ada uh, finish line, right? Mm-hmm. Unity is a work in progress. So I hope that uh, as a nation and as Malaysians, you know, the, we will always strive towards, um, you know, uh, that work in progress to make sure that we are a united country. And projects like us don't have to exist, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that, that's that's a wish that I have. 
Mm-hmm. So okay, I I guess that's all the questions that we have for you. <laughs> Thank so, you, Doc. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Sadiq. Oh, I'm quite surprised to see your name is Sadiq, uh, Said Sadiq, right? So, That's right. Yes, yeah, the was, older version. <laughs> I was quite surprised when I saw your name. I was like, and then I saw your last name. So I was like, okay, this is a different person. It's, yes, it's a, yeah. it's, a, it's a different one. I used to hear my name a lot on the radio in the morning. But now yeah. my spelling for Starbucks is uh, with a double D, which is, <laughs> which, which is fine. It used to be D-E-K, but then now it's with a double D. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I was like quite surprised. So, but then you are a wonderful, wonderful person yourself, of course. <laughs> Thank you, Doc. It was lovely, lovely speaking to you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. It was lovely to have this uh, interview with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. So, of course, after I have edited everything, I will uh, definitely share the link with you. Okay. And you are also welcome to share this podcast to your staff, to the people that you work with. Okay. Sure. Thank you All so right. much. Okay, thank you so much. Have a nice Take day. Care. You Take too. Care. Stay safe. Bye. Right. Stay safe. Bye. Well, now we are coming to the end of this episode. I hope the inspiring stories shared in the interview will be useful for the students of Al-Bukhari International University and also the community in general. Don't forget to stay tuned for more interviews with more successful social entrepreneurs and also more exciting information about social business. And while you're here, feel free to check out our previous episodes where we interviewed other social entrepreneurs from different accredited social enterprises. Last but not least, please do share this podcast on your social media platforms so that we can all spread awareness about social entrepreneurship that will benefit our economy, society and also our beloved Mother Earth. Thank you for listening. Till next time. Bye-bye.